Attention, please. <laughs> Santa Fe and Disneyland passenger train, E.P. Ripley, now loading on track number one. Board. The Sports Biz Radio, broadcasted live from WNHU on the campus of the University of New Haven. And with Sports Biz Radio, we're going live. I said we'd do it on Monday at 6 o'clock, and here we are. I can't see the comments that you're going to be making below. I got it up on my LinkedIn account, so I hope I could see it there. But uh, what we're using is a third-party um, broadcast studio uh, called Yardstream. And unfortunate, uh, unfortunately, they don't allow you to see the um, they don't allow you to see the comments yet. So I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be um, running it off of my uh, off of my phone as well, so hopefully I can see some comments. Anyways, so welcome if you are joining, and uh, how you doing, Revy? Um, so I'd love to uh, hear some comments as we go. But this this uh, this live stream Sports Biz Radio segment is going to be uh, for you uh, Q and A things that you want to ask me, or I want to ask you, which things that I want to share as well. I don't know if these glasses are getting too much of a glare. Um, but, uh, things that I want to share with you, um, uh, that I see during the day trends that I, that I see happening, things that pop up. Um, and I'm going to cover all three different subjects. I'm going to cover career seekers, startups so in the store, uh, the sports tech start, um, um, startup space, and those startovers. Those are pivoting those that are starting again in their careers or with their business. So we're going to try to provide as much information as possible. I'm going to have guests on. Um, so we're going to have guests uh, that are going to be joining us that are going to, uh, we'll do a Q&A with them. I'll do an interview with them as well. Uh, but this this is definitely uh, a start of it. And um, we're able to ask any questions. Revy, I, I see you there. I, I will give you a call in a second. So um, one thing, a couple of things with housekeeping. This is going to be as many Mondays as possible, unless I have something else going on, but I'm going to try to keep it on track. Um, we're going to be talking about our, our accelerator that we have have happening down in Orlando, Florida on January, I think January 23rd and 24th. I don't know why I can't remember that. It's 23rd and 24th. So that's going to be the accelerator program um, and a demo day. Uh, we're still accepting applications for um, startups that want to uh, be down there as well and, and present. And um, that is open if you go to gameplanu.org. It's remember the .org part of it. Um, there's an application process you go through. Uh, very, very simple, but we want to know a little bit more about you. Um, so anyways, I, I heard this great story today. I wanted to share it with you. I was listening to the Jordan Harbinger podcast. If you don't listen to that show, it's, it's actually excellent. And he's got some, uh, he's got some great, he's got some great guests on there, but the, the guests today, they were talking about being, um, you know, they, they talked a lot about being the, the big fish in a small pond. They also talk about failing and uh, which I'm not a huge fan of. I know you could, uh, you know, I know it's being embraced now. It's part of the kind of the learning process. But anyways, so this is a great story about um, this guy starting his career and he wanted to do something that was completely different. And he was actually in in Harvard Law School. And, and, and the, the idea was a lot of his a lot of his. 
um, classmates were going off into, um, you know, the typical McKinlan, they're going to Bain, they're going to venture capital, they're going off to these big uh, law firms, political law firms, corporate law firms. Uh, they're taking these track that was kind of like everybody else is coming out of the Ivy Leagues, especially on the law school side of it. They were taking these normal tracks uh, within the career to start off with. So what he decided to do was he's going to be different. Um, there's enough folks out there that are that have law, Yale, uh, Harvard Law degrees or Yale Law degrees and that were going into these normal corporate settings. But he decided to be different. He ended up getting a job at Walmart. And Walmart corporate, that is. He wasn't a greeter, although he says that was a pretty cool job if he had to do it. But he got a job in the HR department within Walmart corporate offices down in Benning, um, Benning to Arkansas. And the, the thing that he said that helped him is he was able to be different. He was able to bring a different point of view. Um, now, the, now, now, Mark, yeah, the sweater vest is not feeling, buddy. But I got a tie on. I got a tie on today. Everybody's a wise guy, right? So, um, yeah, it's like I'm going to court or church or a funeral. Um, maybe this is kind of all of them wrapped up in one today. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so he, he was talking about it before I got distracted. He was talking about his journey and how he was able to rise above and, and, and kind of rise quicker because of his unusual track and non-traditional track for an Ivy League law school graduate was to go down that road. And he was able to bring a different perspective. He was able to bring a different level of credibility at that time. And he said that it really allowed him to stand out. So for those career seekers out there and for those that are in the startup space or in the start over space, sometimes it's good to be a big fish in a small pond, especially if you're trying to reinvent yourself or you're trying to invent who you are. And where, where are areas that you could stand out and certainly standing out by um, maybe being a little bit of a big fish in a small pond. So if you're in a sports industry and you're just starting off and maybe you want to work for the Yankees, but maybe the only available job for you is with a park rec or a YMCA or a 5K you know, marathon organizer in your market, maybe sometimes that's a better place to start and, and you can certainly stand out a little bit more. So anyways, um, that was a story I wanted to share. Uh, that I just thought uh, I thought it was uh, it was very interesting, and uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. And, and I don't know, I just think it makes a lot of sense, especially when you're just starting off in your career and you you want to make a little bit of a name for yourself. So, ask me anything, ask me any questions, except for you, Mark, about the comment on the sweater. <laughs> it's a standardized uniform. So, Ravi, I'm going to give you a call. Let me see if this works here for a second. Um, bear with me, and I'll get you on the show. Um, but, and you could, uh, feel free to ask me a question. I don't have a producer. You're looking at the whole show right here, you know, so this is kind of, you get what you, uh, for the first time out here, I'm giving you a call, Ravi. So hang in there, buddy. So nine, two, nine, oh, nine, two, four. Hello, Rob. How's it going? How you doing, Robbie? How's everything? I'm I'm great. Um, I I definitely relate to this to the um to being a big pond in a small uh, in a small town. So the big fish in the small town. Yeah, because I worked in Cincinnati with the U.S. Bank Arena. Yep. And I built myself up to work there for a year and a half, and now I work in Florida with the Panthers. Awesome. 
Awesome. And you know what it's like, right? You were able to make a name for yourself, right? Right. Yeah. So what? Wh where are you right now? You're in Florida? I'm in Florida. With the Panthers. How long you been there? Yeah. Hey, 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 uh, Ravi, turn, your, turn, the, turn, turn the volume down. There you oh, go. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay because I can hear it. So the big question is, what do you think of my sweater vest? I Mark Mark is making fun of me. No, I mean it. It, it is what you are, right? You sure. wear what you are. I mean, thank it you. Is, it is you, right? Thank you, thank you. You're a gentleman, sir. So, so what would what would your advice be to anybody starting out in the industry right now? In sports, I think it's best for them to start off with a minor league team, and if they get more enough of the experience, I mean, the pay is not great, but as long as you work your, you know, you work your way up, then right. you, you can transition. Like I know a lot of people in sales. Some people they get an internship or they or they get their entry level in a minor league team, and then they build themselves up, and then they go to the majors, and it's not that. It's not much different. It's just a bigger market, and you just have to learn how to deal with different customers. Right. Like everybody's like, like in the minors, it's different because more like demand. Like for hockey games, it's like a lot like less than than at the NHL level. But like with the concerts and all that, like the demand is the same. Like, right. like for example, Chan Siberian Orchestra comes to both Cincinnati and. Florida, so it just depends on on your crowd. And like, I learned how to work events out here in Florida, and like, the demand is really big. And working in the ticket operations department, I think, um, is a good start for a lot of people because if they don't get the sales right away, if they work in ticket operations, they get the they get their uh, a feel or what it's like to sell, and. I think for a lot of people, if they don't get into sales, ticket operations is probably the best way to go. I agree. I think it's the best way to start from the inside out, right? And I agree with right. you. Yeah. You start in the inside out, you really understand your core consumer. You understand it, everything from the season ticket holders to those who are walking up. Um, and there's nothing better than understanding your clients on the ground floor. So I, I agree with you on that one. And, uh, you know, so the best of luck to you, though, um, with your career down there in Florida and keep it going. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me on the call. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Anybody else? Hey, thanks. And, uh, and stay tuned. Uh, stay in touch with me. All right. Thank you, Rob. All right. You bet. Bye. Hey, Kripo, you could uh, you could give me a call if you want to um, text me a number. Actually, I think you still have it. Um, Give me a buzz and, and and let's let's catch up a little bit, uh, Revy. Thank you so much. It's so interesting when um, when you talk to those who are just starting out in their career, and you know, obviously, if you're in the sports industry, there's there is a rite of passage, wouldn't you agree, on starting off in ticket sales? Um, and I do believe that is 100 one of the best places to start off. Um, yeah, I don't think you can sell sponsorship unless you know the core consumer. Um, I don't think you could sell. Um, anything bigger, um, package deals, um, corporate suites, unless you really understand the core consumer. And that's right at the ground floor and in the bunker with, um, with season ticket holders and, and, uh, and all those, uh, all those other guys, but it's a great place. So Revy, thanks, thanks for sharing. Um, Mark, you know, my number, just give me a call on this, on my cell and, and, uh, we could, we could, uh, talk, but, uh, any other questions, let me know. I actually had 
um, a good a good friend and a follower, Jamison Doyle Taylor. If you're if you're watching, buddy, just send me a make a little comment because I'm able to read them. Um, but Jamison talked. Uh, he had a question about um, grassroots sports and the role that uh, female executives in the upward movement of female executives uh, within that space. Um, so I wanted a little bit more clarity because I don't want to, I don't want it, it to it to come off wrong at all with the sensitivity. Um, but I, the question revolved a little bit around um, how could how could uh, female executives grow within the grassroots sports space? So that's interesting, and that question could go a bunch of different ways. It depends, and for somebody who who worked in and ran businesses within that grassroots sports space, it was, um, it was for me, it was event directors that, um, um, hold on, Mark, one second. For me, it was, Mark, hold on one second, man. Um, it was, it was the female um, event directors that I had were extremely skilled in various areas, especially with organization. Um, with execution, with taking the job extremely serious and the role extremely serious, it's certainly uh, former student athletes, female student athletes. I don't think it's any surprise um, that you're now seeing uh, females becoming uh, coaches on the professional level. I think it's probably overdue. Um, it comes down to certainly if you played a sport for 15 years and after a while, I think it depends on uh, male or female, um, you still earn the right uh, and the credibility to coach that sport if that's your passion and that's what you're good at. If you're if you're in, if you're at the core of who you are, a a teacher and a coach, um, why not? Um, so I think those skill sets relate to business in general. And the folks that I really had the pleasure of working with way back, even in the NFL days, uh, majority of them were females in those roles of organizing grassroots events. And I think the skill set and the um, taskmaster and the the list makers and the execution uh, part of running those types of events, uh, which are certainly um, very very complicated and require a lot of detail and attention to detail, um, I found that a lot of times uh, female executives uh, were the ones that I leaned towards of hiring for those roles. Um, it's just. So I, I don't see any slowdown in that area if you are in the grassroots sports um, and fan development areas. So that's just my personal opinion. That's been my experience. It's, it's, it's something that I had um, uh, a great pleasure to, to – that was just a question some, one of you out there has sent me, and I just want to give you an honest answer. So I see those roles um, of executives for females in the sports industry, in the media industry – uh, continually to grow and continually be um, um, be the center. I think because it is such a it's such an area that has been um, um, now focused in on, and um, and rightfully so. Uh, so, guy who has three daughters or three uh, three sisters and two daughters, and um, you know, so I'm proud to uh, I'm proud to say that as well. So, anyways, that's my position on that. Hey, Mark, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Hey, Mark, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's oh, like no. next caller, I'm going to put you on hold for an hour. <laughs> no, no, no problem. No problem. No, no, no. 
so so Mark and I, Mark was one of the original co-hosts of Sports Biz Podcast, which is now turned to Sports Biz Radio. And here I do, here I am sitting alone in the station. Mark used to occupy the seat across from me. So and then he went up and moved to Florida, just like Revy, the last caller. So yeah, Revy and I are hanging out and here. We're uh, we, we don't we're not allowed to wear sweater vests. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're band. No, that's why we're that's why we're in admiration. I mean, I'm not. Uh, 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 you've never looked better, brother. You look great in it. Thank you. I just you know in the tie. Let's not in the tie. I, 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 yeah, that's true. That is a double. That's a double whammy right there. You did. You did good. You yeah. did good. Thank you. Thank you. So, Mark, you've always given a great perspective within the industry. And obviously, we talked about, you know, sports career and sports career development. And it's been a while. So why don't you share with me and the audience here, our community, um, what are you seeing out there that's happening um, in the sports industry? Well, you know, I just I want to address something that you brought up earlier, just real quickly, uh, the whole thing about failing and um and, and I do think there is a lot to be said about um, not, not that anybody's out going out there intentionally doing it, but uh, in the course of your career, you're going to make mistakes. Failure is going to happen to you. And it is important to uh, not gloss over that and to you know learn from that and not be afraid in terms of doing what you think is right. And um, and of course, that you, we all make mistakes we can't be wrong. So, right. um, so I, I did want to just talk about that real quick. Um, what I've seen out there is, is look, there, there's a lot. It's, uh, I think more so, uh, probably not since like the beginning really of sponsorship. There really is kind of the wild, wild west out there. Mm-hmm. People, there's a lot of convergence of a different type of media and a lot of their stuff going on from a media perspective. Uh, and people are really trying to figure out, you know, how, how do you how do you get engagement? How do you find engagement? What's the winning formula? And how do you find everybody who has an interest in your whatever it is you're you're out, uh, whatever product it is you have, whatever sport you're out doing? Right. Uh, how do you engage with fans? And how do you really create a genuine connection with those folks? And so, in that, in a what is now probably a more fragmented world than everything else really provides uh, the greatest opportunity because there are people out there, I think for your young people who are who tuned into your show. And by that, I mean, probably anyone under 30, even 35, uh, you know, you probably, you you, you have on my generation and Rob's generation in terms of a, a greater experience. You've lived in this kind of media environment your whole life. Right. We have not. And so there's probably, you have an equal opportunity in terms of, the, I think, success in that space. So I think there's a lot that young people have that, that can teach us uh, about how to do this. Uh, but I do think as those of us who are more experienced, we do have something in terms of, I think, the market and how that may react. Uh, so I think there's never been a better time, I think, for collaboration. Uh, between generations and really just trying to uh, we kind of know what people how people will react to stuff but um, but doing it in that in the environment that really exists for everybody more and more that's where young people I think can help 
I, I agree with you, especially when you go back to the failing part of it, as well as using it as experience that everybody needs a chance to start over. And uh, I think we've been using this. We've been using this phrase at UNH now because uh, we call it nunchepi, which is a Latin phrase for now I begin. So regardless yeah. of where you start off in, in your day, in your week, in your month, in your year, it's never too late to start again. It's, and we do all make mistakes and we do do things and things happen in life that we can't control. So I, I wanted to, you know, thank you for saying that again, Mark. That was, it's definitely uh, meaningful. But um, in, in regards to um, where we're seeing now, I, I think it's, it's so refreshing to talk to uh, and being in the student environment that I'm in is to be able to, to be kind of at the ground floor of where the innovation is happening and where the ideas are coming from, where the symptomatic uh, process of using social media channels is occurring and changing and evolving. Um, I do think that experience, like you said, us old guys could, the only thing that, I think the one thing that we do, and you can see this in esports, is that um, we can anticipate things that are happening uh, and we can see it because we've experienced, whether it's a turn, whether it's a, um, whether it's a turn in this in the economy, whether it's a, a shift in how people are operating, whatever it may be. So, um, yeah. So I think that's what experience brings. But um, technology and experience and everything that we're we're seeing right now, even in esports, and like you said, it's a little bit of a wild wild west. But um, you know, and the adults don't always have to take over everything. But at the same time, right. you know, there is some business experience and acumen that 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 goes along with that. But anyways. So yeah, I just yeah. I just basically reiterated everything you said. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think too. That's something that you know I've been thinking a lot about too. I mean, look, um, this whole idea of marketing and engagement is you know it's part art, part science, right? Yeah. And I think where where I think we have a lot to learn from. Again, especially since these kids have um, you know these again the millennials or even. Uh, Gen Zers, in terms of um, you know, they, they've grown up in this, in this, in this, and understand probably the arts yeah. better than you and I understand the arts. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I think we, I think where we are better, and again, I, I'm now working in an environment where I have a lot of uh, millennials who are work, I'm working with every day. Is uh, I understand the science part of it. Yeah. So when it comes to data and analytics and reading that and reading what the environment is um they're better to, they're better they're better communicating to me about what what where we need to go from an art direction to make engagement happen yeah and i'm better at uh, what i found is i'm just better at uh the data part of it like hey here's where we need to be here's where our here's where all the fish are let's fish here yeah and, and so um so I, I would just add that other part so everybody has a role to play yeah and um and again, I just say, just even for people who are just starting out in their career, look, nobody's doing it on an island. Um, you got to be able to work with other people. Yeah. And there's, there's always something for you to learn from that group as well. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Well, Mark, it's good catching up with you. I, I should have, I you could have sent you a link. You could have been on here, your, you know, the mug with your sweater vest on. Uh, uh, well, listen, there's, there's always next week, right? So, uh, we'll be back. Oh, absolutely. Mark. Always a pleasure, buddy. You're doing great stuff, man. Keep, keep it up. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Proud of you, man. Thank you. I appreciate all right, it, Mark. All right, care. man. See ya. All right. There we go. So Mark Rabot, 
Man, it's a legend. One of the legends in the industry. It's good to hear his voice again. And and he occupied the seat across from me for, for a long time and um, a lot of fun. So listen, everybody, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. There's a couple other things. I'll be back every every Monday. This was just the first one. And I just want to make it short and sweet. Under 23 minutes. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Um, you know, this is a sports biz radio broadcast and uh, something I started five years ago. This has evolved. I switched over to LinkedIn Live now on the show. Um, and this, again, this is uncomfortable for me. I enjoy it, but believe me, it's not the easiest thing to do to kind of put your 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 face out there and your reputation out there for everybody to judge. Um, I hope you do ask me more questions. I definitely would like to get questions in advance that I could uh, that we could read and um, unfortunately there isn't an integration with this pu- um, this um, publisher yet to be able to pop your uh, your questions onto screen so everybody use so we're gonna be having a call in until then so um, on behalf of uh, on behalf of me on behalf of myself I uh, I thank you for for watching us um, Monday night uh, 6 p.m Eastern Standard Time I'm gonna try to keep it consistent as much as possible and then uh, give people a heads up on who we're going to have on the show. So um, I really enjoyed this, doing this. And it, it shows you that a 52-year-old jumping into this and trying to help people, um, you know, at some point it's going to be you, your turn out there. If you have any questions, um, let me know at rob at gameplanu.org. Send me your questions or not let me know. Send me your questions or topics that you want me to discuss on next week's show, and I'm glad to, to cover it. Um, anything from esports or anything that's uh, that's happening right now in the marketplace that's related to the sports industry doesn't need to be about the games or the players or things that are happening in that space, but could be about what's happening in in, in sports technology and where gambling's going. All those things are are interesting to talk about. And then we're going to have interview with influencers. It's going to be one on one discussions that we're going to have as well. And sometimes I'll have them on the show where you could ask them questions. But I'm going to wait until in, um, LinkedIn allows you to read what what the questions are. Until then, it's going to it's a little bit difficult to do that. So um, other than that, I can tell you, try everything, discover everything in the industry, absorb as much information, network your butts off, um, regardless of what, what part of your career you're in. I still like to network as crazy, but I enjoy people. So um, if you're uncomfortable doing that, get un- get comfortable doing it. All right. So until next week, I'm trying to figure out anything else that, uh, oh, still, if you want to be part of the Sports Biz um, Startup Weekend in Orlando, which is the 23rd and 24th of January, go to GamePlanU.org and register on there. You'll also see other products that we have, master courses that we have in, in podcasting and digital marketing and digital media, and then uh, and then all consulting that we do with, with, with some startups. So anyways, that's not why I have you on the show. Um, but I appreciate you guys watching. And until next weekend, Sports Biz Radio, we'll see you later. Thanks for joining us. Take care and have a good night, everybody.